From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to episode 25, a.k.a. the season two penultimate episode. Hello, hello. <laughs> What's up? We only have one more to go. Can you believe it? I feel like it's gone, it's gone by quickly. Very, very quickly. I guess we're pros now, so it's... <laughs> okay, hello. When we started, I was like, oh my God, this will never end. And absolutely, especially uh, season one. You felt like, oh, it was going on It went on forever, on. but, but this one this has is... gone by a bit quicker. I'm going to yeah. miss you guys, actually. <laughs> but anyway, let's enjoy the time. Times we have left together, Absolutely. shall we? All right, Eddie. Absolutely. And <laughs> what you got? in the news, so Chinese authorities are trying to control weddings, which they claim have become too extravagant and too over the top. Hmm. The government is citing that folks uh, feel the need to keep up with their peers, so they're, uh, which can lead to moral issues, and is really not. Uh, it's against the socialist core values of mm. China. And in addition to that, part part of their wedding tradition is, is there's, there's a sort of a tradition of hazing, which was initially uh, meant to expel evil spirits. Called it's called they call it who now, but what is happening now? The way human beings are, we try to do everything <laughs> to the extreme. So now hazing has turned to harassment. Bride bridesmaids' breasts are being groped. Um, there was an instant where people got cut in the face. Oh. There was an instant where somebody got um, uh, got hit by a car while trying to escape because he had been tied My to an, an electric pole and had been beaten with a strip of bamboo. Come on now. There's an instant also where, I mean, with regards to the wedding, where bride prices have reached $30,000 and local officials have had to intervene. So now the Ministry of Civil Affairs says it wants to advocate for diligence and thrift uh, for weddings. And um, they've also arrived, they've also, they also want to set guidelines on weddings restricting the amount of cash gifts so that mm-hmm. you, can, um, you can only have a limited, for example, limited guests of 200. They've, they want to ban cars and homes as wedding gifts. Now... China is, I guess, China is capable. They are capable of doing that. They are capable oh, yes, of setting they'll guidelines. Arrest you with you, the quickness if absolutely. you mess around. Absolutely. If this is what they want to do, this is what they're going to do. But then we've talked about weddings before. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Ghanaian weddings, and generally, I think as, as the years have gone by, it's become a sort of a competition. One upmanship, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. My friends have done this beautiful, wonderful wedding, so I must show you that I can do it, even if, even, even if I don't have the means. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep saying it again. It's not a competition. There is no need for you to get a loan to get married. And go it's a stupid in debt. You can't even afford... No. Absolutely not. There is no way you can tell me that it's, it's, you, this is justified, that getting a loan to get married is, is something you should do. Again, if you can afford it, fair enough. You can have a beautiful wedding without it be, without it costing so much. But mm-hmm. if you cannot afford it, don't do the don't do it just because you want some Facebook cloud exactly. or Instagram cloud. Like, or you who want are to you be trying on to impress? Weddings GH you know, or whatever that it's page not, is. It's, it's never that deep. 
what happens when you have a wedding you can't afford and I don't know two years down the line you've you you've absolutely you've, you've you're no more together then you've lost out on money with a loan you probably haven't paid back and then you've lost your spouse right so stopping you there I believe mm-hmm. I saw this story on Twitter about or somebody wrote it about mm-hmm. a friend of his mm-hmm. who got married four years ago mm-hmm. and he got a loan of seventy thousand mm-hmm, CDs mm-hmm. Uh, in order to pay for the right. wedding and then four years down the line he's only paid. What twenty thousand of it or something? It's ridiculous. And he's in default. He's had to sell his car and all this and that. And his basically his life is in shambles. And now, of course, it's not just him. So his whole family well, is in absolutely. disarray because of a loan that he didn't need in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the first place. Imagine he had put that money in some investment fund. You'd have gotten more money. What, what, why, why are people against small weddings? Like, I mean, if you can't afford it, why are people so against? Because what it? they'll say you're poor. Well, you know what? If you're poor, you're poor. And that's I mean, the thing. It's, there's, there's no there's no shame in that. You can get married. And you're building. That's you build together, isn't it? It's it's so it's so ridiculous. And uh, obviously, I'm no snitch, but I've heard uh, instances where people have gotten married. They haven't been able to pay vendors. The vendors are chasing yes. after them. They've gone into hiding. Hmm. It's so damn ridiculous. And whereas in China, I guess it's a way for um, people to show off their wealth. I think here in Ghana, it's a way of people to show off their borrowed borrowed glory, really, hmm. because you, you know you can't afford it. And um, and another another issue, another thing is also it's also sometimes the bride's family. The bride's family is, is telling you that I on my engagement list, I want a car, I want a house. Mm-hmm. I want, it's absolutely unnecessary. I went and educated my daughter. You know? so if you want, to... are you selling your now daughter? again in China? You know, there's this, we, and we even talked about it here before, where because of their. Um, one-child rule, Policy, yeah. and because of like you know patriarchal systems that favored male children, there's mm. actually a shortage of women. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that will also account for why now the bride prices are so extreme because there's literally no one left mm. to marry for mm. the men to marry. Absolutely, you know. But here, we don't have any of those issues. Um, you know, I suppose if you're a multimillionaire and you only want another multimillionaire to marry your child, mm. fine. But you're, you know, a regular person there with a regular child and you tell somebody's son that, well, uh, buy her a plane ticket to Dubai. You know, uh, but, mm? it's gotten so ridiculous. I've seen some list and it's gotten so ridiculous. Like, what, I, what is the purpose of that? What is, are you trying to say that, oh, your, your child is worth for so sale. much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all these things, some of these things, uh, culture, culture, tradition, but we really need to have a second look at some of the things that we do. Because down the line, you have some husband with no sense in his head saying, after all the bride price I that paid I paid for, for you. you, look at how you're behaving. Yes. I rebuke then- kids. <laughs> I rebuke that kind of thing. And then talk. now half the time, even the cloth and stuff, they just take their own cloth and start rewrapping mm. and stuff. Just don't write it there. It doesn't have to be... It's, not, it's just not necessary. It and, isn't. And as, as, as much as China, they'll be able to enforce it. It's not never going to happen in Ghana. Nope. I don't think so. Nope. People are proud to display that, oh yeah, I can do it. Like, I can have this grand wedding. And, and if you can, again, if you can, that's it's fine, great. But don't if go your into partner debt. has it like that and can it buy you you know, a first-class ticket to, you know, Singapore or whatever for sightseeing. Fantastic. But if you know that the person is a civil servant and you're still writing all this craziness, what you, are you You're not being considerate. You're actually being very inconsiderate, to be honest. If you know this, the status or the financial status of, of the person you're going to marry and you're still um, asking for such things, then mm-hmm. you're being inconsiderate. You really are being inconsiderate. What, what, what the hell does that mean? Yes, because it's like, okay, are you trying to say you don't want him to marry you? Or, and then it's like, oh, you promised me. You can't disappoint <laughs> me now. So he should go and steal from his job, isn't it? 
I mean, so again, like I said, we've talked about this before. Please, let's let's use some sense when we're doing some things. There's nothing wrong in having a simple wedding, intimate and garden you wedding know, in your you own know, garden in your house. It's fine, and that doesn't determine whether your marriage is going to last or not. Thank so you. There you go. There you go. That's Anyways, my news. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> All right, so my in the news today, uh, blood purchased from the Confonachi Teaching Hospital allegedly test positive for HIV and Yikes. syphilis. Okay, oh so a gentleman called Evans Adokwabla mm-hmm. posted on Facebook that his mother, who was a patient admitted at the Keene Health Facility in Kumasi, mm-hmm. wa- required a blood transfusion, and so they got two pints of blood uh, from Cath, which is Confinacci Hospital, right. uh, and had it sent to over to the Keen Lab to to Keen Health um, Facility, and Keen did an initial screening of the blood before obviously transfusing her, mm-hmm. and one of the batches tested positive for HIV, and then the other tested positive for syphilis. Oh my God! So apparently, the lab wrote a note to send back to Kath uh, along with the blood saying mm-hmm. that, you know, they can't use it for X, and X, X reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, some an employee at the health facility mistakenly gave the note to the guy instead, mm-hmm. and that's what he posted online. Right. So it was a statement from the lab saying, you know, mm-hmm. in regards to batch X, da, 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 and da, da, da. Okay. Right. So, of course, the post quickly went viral mm-hmm. online. And, you know, there, were in it, there was quite a range of comments. Some were saying that, oh, you'd be surprised how often this happens, mm. which is quite scary. And then, of course, you have the genius peanut gallery <laughs> type of Ghanaian poster who is saying, you just want to destroy the reputation <sighs> of the hospital and you and you're lying. Like what? What a what random does he gain? lie! What does he gain? What does he gain from lying? What a ra- why would you lie about that? So anyway, the fear it caused finally reached both the Confonachi Hospital and the Keene um, Health Clinic, mm-hmm. and so and then the police actually got involved. Wow. So the two pints of blood were taken to were be, were taken by the police at, into evidence mm-hmm. and the matter was supposedly being investigated by the police and the CID. Right. So um a day or so after so then of course in the meantime Kath also released a statement saying that they've set up a committee. Hey, Ghana yeah, committee. committee. Hey, yeah, that's a pastor favorite pastor. <laughs> seven 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 man committee, two man committee. This was I think a five man oh, committee Lord. to investigate the matter and they appeal for calm and the usual mm. uh, canned response. Yeah. So a day or so later, the blood was retested again, mm-hmm. but at Cath, mm-hmm. and you know, with all parties present, and then the, the results came back negative this time. Hmm. But I'm just like, well, they sent the blood in the first place, place. Yeah. so obviously they don't think it's infected. We would hope, but yeah. then so anyway, so now some people are speculating that the keen. Uh, test screen that they did gave mm-hmm. false positives. Oh, and I'm just like, mm, twice for twice, two different yeah, batches. Yeah. I don't know. So right now, what they're waiting on is for a third-party lab in Accra to, t- to test it That's again. absolutely what should happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they allowed King like, yeah, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't, to no, test it that's again. That's I mean, they're, they're, oh, maybe who knows if they're lying? I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> so... 
we're waiting for a third-party lab to test the blood again to, I guess, be the tie-break and say conclusively whether or not both batches, batches of blood are infected. Oh, this is scary. Hmm. Now, in the meantime, because this story has so many twists and turns, uh, in a classic case of Shoot the Messenger, the mother who was on admission at Keene was kicked out of the facility by, by the, the, the health... Oh. Yeah. I guess because, because what she caused trouble. I don't know. I don't. Which I thought I was like, are that's you even allowed? Wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're not. Very, allowed. very wrong. Like ethically, you're not. I you're guess not on paper they said, well, since there's no blood, they can't help. Um, so they referred her back to Confanochi, and I'm like, wow. why did you kick the lady out? That's it's, I'm sure it's more than that. Then the, oh, the third <laughs> update, the Hefra, which is the Health Facility Regulation Authority, released a statement saying that. Keen Health Services was operating illegally oh because goodness. their license had expired, but in November. I'm just like, okay. You guys just really want to mm. punish them, I guess, Black for least, yeah. bringing, highlighting this issue, the, which is the wrongest response ever. ever. Because that's make, this going to make you look actually... Because the point looking. is to save life, to be on alert, that it's possible that some of the blood you're getting might not be clean blood. Yeah, or you might have that? sent out... By mis- they might have yes. turned up by mistake some uh, blood that is so contaminated. So double test yes. or do the necessary or be do do oh. gil- diligence. That's a scary thing. But it is utterly disturbing to think Can that. You imagine you need blood transfusion and then you get infected with HIV. So um, assuming Keen hadn't you know taken oh, the extra yeah, step yeah. to do a quick screen of the blood. Then what? Then they'd have transfused that woman with oh two different God. incurable diseases. Like, can you imagine? But well, me... well, they claim that the blood is clean, but well, I guess we'll see. Mm. But that's it makes what me wonder. All these blood. Tra- what are people actually checking this properly? That's the thing. This that's is Ghana. Thing. I mean, who's, who's and again, checking a lot of this? people in the comments who are in the medical field were like, "Oh, this happens all you the see? time. It you happens see? frequently." So there is there is oh an God. issue. Something needs to be done. All the blood banks. First of all, I remember having a discussion with this about my dad, about how they sell blood here when mm. it's absolutely 100% illegal mm. and unethical to ever sell to blood. blood. But the, what they put is that it's processing fees and then they make it, but, but it's for sale. They don't absorb the processing fees themselves or whatever. Mm. Anywhere else, you don't pay you. any processing fee for the blood. You just get it. But here they're like, oh no, all this is a fee. So everybody's trying to make money where they can. It's, it's just ridiculous. So, dumb, ridiculous. so, and then of course this comes right at the time where they just launched the. Um, gosh, somebody is doing the most upstairs. In case you're hearing something in the background, they just this whole drone program. They just spent twelve million dollars on a. A uh, service called Zipline that is supposed yeah. to deliver yeah, emergency blood via drone, and I'm like, look. 12 million. Like, why don't we ever start from the bottom and I build? Know. It's always like big grand, always trying to show grand things, like big, yeah, 12 oh, money's Drones heavy. Drones delivering you know? blood, but the, the blood is infected with HIV. It doesn't make sense. Ground up. <sighs> just like the label, ground Grown up, up Charlie. Charlie. That's it. It makes sense. Uh, Have beds in the hospitals first, maybe. Let there be actually so, paracetamol or something mm, available in the hospital. You go to a let hospital. Let there be access to the hospital. Let, like, first, let the roads yes. be, and then, ah, and then we can talk about drones delivering. Ah, you can't even get gauze in a government hospital and they're talking about drones. Come on. 
Someone anyway. is chopping money from it, as usual. I, I bet. So and that's the only reason. Absolutely. Because what a random... <laughs> what a random initiative. Mm. If this were someone else... Obviously, I'd love the idea. Someone in a remote area, you get your drone. Yeah. But they send you the drone, and then who are you transfusing it to yourself? Because where is the <laughs> clinic in that your area there? That's gonna put, hook you up. Let's let's come on. We always anyway. want to seem technologically that's advanced. That's the thing. Although, just, ooh, just by so name, exactly. Yes, know. it's got by good, name, but in reality, a good tagline appeal. It's mm. like, oh, how cool! No, but on the ground, it's just like an elephant, a white elephant. Yeah, we need to do better. Anyway, so that was my in the news. Yikes! Right. Okay, so on to songs of the week. I've got three for you. The first one is from a group called Kanadu's Superstars Band of Ghana. <laughs> now, I just randomly chanced upon this group. Uh, the, it was, it's off the album called Fine Woman from 1982. Mm. And I think they're a Ghanaian band based in, they were a Ghanaian band based in Nigeria. Oh, I see. Um, the song is called Enowa Kohene. If I've massacred it, I'm sorry. Medley. It's a medley, it's about 20 something minutes long. Mm. But the first, I think the first five minutes is a beautiful, beautiful track. Like if you like high life, like traditional high life, you should listen to this. Mm. Amazing, amazing. There's some Igbo in there as well, so I guess because they're based in Nigeria. And I think they have a Niger they had a Nigerian producer as well. That's why there's some Igbo in there as well. Beautiful, beautiful track. Canada Superstars Band of Ghana. The track is called Enowa. Medley. <laughs> the second song is a song by Angelikijo with Rostam Batmanli, and the song is called Bomba. Now, Angelikijo needs no, I don't think Angelikijo needs any major introduction. I, I, I would like to assume that everybody has heard of Angelikijo, or most people. She's an amazing singer from Benin. She has three Grammys under her belt. She's the Goodwill Ambassador for UNICEF. And I, I was reading an interview that she had with some, I don't know whether it was a paper or magazine or something. And I love what she said about tradition. She was saying that no child should be forced into bed with a man, whether he's 45 or 50 or even 30, because that's not tradition. It's great. And that's, that's a message that I Yes, go, Queen. Absolutely. That's a message that should go, go all around. So back to the song. The song is from 2014 and it features an Iranian-American guy called Rostam. Uh, he's a songwriter, composer, and uh, he is of the electro soul group called Discovery, formerly of an indie rock group called Vampire Weekend. It's beautiful. Oh, I know Vampire Weekend. Oh, you do? I like them quite a lot. In fact, I was going to talk about them, not this week, but mm. I was just like, oh, well, let me. All right. Too many quirky songs. <laughs> you do? I have like three of their albums. I love them. I've never heard of them. Oh no, so just to interrupt, so mm. Vampire Weekend, they're three Harvard students or something, and their music actually borrows African chords. Like, so all their songs, if you're, obviously if you're African, you can hear like can the hear, mm. Congolese guitar right. riffs and West African. So I'm not even that surprised that he's, mm. he's doing one something of them with, is, mm. Mm -hmm, that's cool. So it's a beautiful, beautiful song, Bomba. Check that out, Angeliki Kiju with Rostam and the third song is a song called Sankofa, and it's by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. These are eight brothers who play the horns. They eight. Sort of eight. Eight, yeah. That's quite a lot of them. <laughs> There's more. Eight <laughs> brothers who play the horns, uh, sort of jazz, funk, hip-hop, just a, a mixture of everything. And they are the children of Keelan Phil Cobran, who apparently is a very um, well-known jazz trumpeter. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, and he actually has 23 children. Hey. But these are just eight of the youngest who got together and then um, did this beautiful song. The song doesn't have any lyrics, but it's uh, it's just such a dope mm. track. Like I need somebody to put some some something some, some I need somebody to rap one on the thing. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so 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 dope. And yeah, take it, have a listen to it. So the three songs. The first one is Enowa Kohene by Canada's Superstars Band of Ghana, Bomba by Angelo Kijo, and the third one is Sankofa by Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. Ooh, fantastic! I'm yeah. very eager to go check these out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have three songs this week, and my three ch- songs were. Brought to you by the letter K, like Sesame Street, because I'm a big child. I'm just like, okay, if you're not ready. Anyway, all three songs are by artists whose names begin with K, so there you go. All right, so the first song is called Got It Good, and it's by an artist called K Tranada featuring Craig David. So obviously, most of us know who Craig David is. He dropped an R&B classic for the forever, a forever classic. Uh, Born to Do It, Born which do- all of you should have listened oh, to. Amazing. That's like compulsory, please. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, but Kei Tranada is a Haitian Canadian DJ and producer whose real name is Louis Kevin Celestin. And um, Got It Good is off his first official studio album called 19, 99.9%, which came out in 2016, although he has numerous EPs and mixtapes before that. And the album did amazingly well. It features like a lot of artists, and it even won Electronic Album of the Year and another album at the Junos, which is a Canadian version of the Grammys. And it's like uh, electro-slash-hip-hop kind of thing. And then, of course, there's always a featured vocalist mm-hmm. or something like that. And the album is actually really, really good. So I definitely suggest that. So that's my first song, Got It Good. And Craig David on this song is just... Mm. You can hear it in the back. Mm, Fantastic. (laughs) All right. So my next song is kind of an unlikely pick, I guess. Maybe you wouldn't think that I would listen to her, but it's a song by Katy Perry. Hmm. Now, Katy Perry is another artist who obviously shouldn't need an introduction by now. Um, Even though she's pretty much a pop factory creation, (laughs) Um, I, there are a lot of her songs that are guilty pleasure songs of mine. Number one being Teenage Dream. That is like one of my favorite songs ever. And I'm not even embarrassed about it because it's a cute song. Um, she has Firework, Dark Horse, Roar, I think. Yeah. So um, the song I'm going to talk about this week is called Tsunami. And it's off her last album called Witness, which was apparently her flop album. Um and the album is actually nowhere near as bad as people have made it out to be. It's not great, obviously, but it's the album where she tried to be different and, mm, and you and know, do a different sound and mm. nobody was having it. <laughs> but it still has like a few gems on there, like some really unexpected, interesting songs like this one, Tsunami, which has a dope bass line. Again, I, I'm like, hmm, Katy Perry. OK, I like it. So definitely check that out. Tsunami by Katy Perry. And my third and final song this week is by one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, I can sit there and listen to their music and just cry from happiness. I'm not even joking. And it's a band called Keen. Oh, I love them. And the song is called Somewhere oh, Only We Know. That and song it's just is so like beautiful. magic, isn't oh. it? 
Honestly, honestly. So Keen is a British pop rock, and they're known for having piano-driven um, songs instead of your t- typical guitar-driven rock. There's this piano-based ballads, and it's all just—I don't yeah, know how to describe it. Just that it's just so, so light, beautiful. uplifting, Absolutely. and beautiful. Oh. And uh, Somewhere Only We Know is off their debut album, which came out in 2004, called Hopes and Fears, which is, again, a stunning body of work. It won a Brit Album of the Year. It was a second best-selling album of that year in the UK. And uh, Q Magazine, which is a well-known industry paper, voted Hopes and Fears, which is their first album, under the INC, which is their second album, and their third album, Perfect Symmetry, as on their list of best British albums ever. So Keen has three albums, and all of them on the list of best British albums ever made. So that should give you an idea of just how magical and beautiful and stunning. I suppose it's kind of like Coldplay, maybe. Mm, if you. <laughs> Mm, that's something we could de- uh, debate I don't like for sure. Place, so I don't no, like Coldplay. <gasps> wow. No, this anytime a... I tell people that they're like, oh, what? You don't like Coldplay? I know. How is that possible? I don't. But anyway, definitely, I mean, pick one of those three. I would guess, I would start with Hopes and Fears. It was the most, I guess, innocent sounding of their albums. And it won't disappoint you, even if you don't necessarily gravitate to that style of music. Now, um, the lead singer, Tom Chaplin, kind of, the band went through a period where they weren't producing music because Tom ended up with a raging drug addiction and he was in and out of rehab and derailed the entire band, more or less, for quite a number of years. Um, but I recently saw a video of him online and he was, he did, um, he was busking in a, in the town center i can't remember which town and busking is like when you go you put out your guitar case and you just sing and it was so cute and i was very happy to see him apparently he's sober now oh, and everything and i was just and he sang you know some of the best hits and it just made me so happy so I'm like we're celebrating you today ton thank good luck amazing yes it's nice to see you're back <laughs> together and yeah so my three songs this week are Kaytranada Featuring Craig David, Got It Good, Katy Perry, Tsunami, and Keen, Somewhere Only We Know. Amazing. All right. (laughs) Auntie, what the F? So uh, the bodyguard of the Lands and Natural Resources Minister, Wilson Azantilu, has been arrested. What did he do? He fired shots and threatened waitresses and patrons of La Pleasure Beach. So he and his two female friends had ordered food, food to the tune of 173 CDs. When it was time to pay, he decided to pay only 35 CDs. <laughs> so then the waitress confront or the waiter, I don't know the waiter waitress confronted him that he needed to pay the rest, and he got offended. And started shooting in the air. He got offended that the waitress said this in front of his female friends. So he got offended and fired a shot. So then obviously held a skelter. Somebody called the last station, and then he got arrested. There's so many things wrong with this story. (laughs) First of all, how do you, a grown man, go out with your friends, have a meal, but don't have enough money to pay for? Before you get to that self, concealed carry, I don't think is legal here, so... He was, and he was he wasn't in his his uniform either. He was in his, I think he was in his, yeah, house at whatever. Plus, Lance Commission bodyguard, why are you armed? What are are you doing at the Lance Commission? So ridiculous. 
like at, at least for me, if I if I'm going, whether I've been invited or not, if I'm going out with somebody, I always make sure I have enough your money to cover my stash. Hmm. You're not going to disgrace me because people are people can be weird like that. This girl, let me show her. I'll just run away. No, you know you're not going to do that to me. Secondly, how fragile is your masculine ego? Mm. That you have the nerve and gall to get offended when you haven't paid for the food and you know that it. you like. What's wrong with people? Or because he thinks he has a gun and he's got some small. Or how now, dare some woman can, step you know, to him like know, that? Like, or how, what do you mean? Po po po. It's not even. Like, no, it's we're not laughing funny, again. But, like, but what ah. is this? Are you mad? Are you mad? You know. <laughs> He probably went in there saying, hey, I'm a rich man. Mm. I can, hey, O'Shea, big spender. You know, I'm sure then he was like, hey. Then has floored you. Abort. Or maybe he went in thinking that, oh, okay, these girls, they might not eat a lot. And then they started eating <laughs> and he didn't know what to do. Please, like, do hey. you have lobster? <laughs> do you have lobster? <laughs> Can I have two? <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's bizarre. And then the third thing is that how do you go and danger lives of other people just because you can't pay And then the, the Labadi beach is always packed. So I can yeah. only imagine the commotion, gunfire on the beach cause. It's just absolutely reckless behavior, you know. Cut your coat according... What was the, what's the saying? Cut your coat. Cut your cl- coat according to, to your cloth. cloth. Exactly. We just talked about weddings. You can't afford it, don't do it. You go out to eat, you, you can't afford it. Order what you can eat and go home. Mm. It's never that serious. Or invite them over to your house, get, do some chicken some wings or something. Some Yes, eat, some street cooks. You know, so how much would that have been? Probably the 35 CDs you can afford. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not right. It's not right. Mm. I mean, like I said, we're, we're laughing about it. It's a serious thing. Though that gun could have killed people, innocent yes. people. It's not or right. Or started a stampede which could have killed, trampled a few people. What kind of display of... I'm not even going to say display of power because I mean, what was this? It's just fragile, behavior. you know, like you said. So yeah, that's my what the f like people shooting because they can't pay their bills <laughs> and got offended because masculine ego. Yes, you know, it's, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, enough for you. I tell you. So we are back in Nigeria again. Actually, we're not in Nigeria. We're going to Poland, but mm. it involves our. Dear Nigerian President Buhari. Oh, my God. Who um, was addressing... He was at a press event because, you know, of course, most people are gearing up towards elections already. Mm. So they're doing their little campaign runs and so forth. So Buhari was in Poland recently meeting with Nigerians in Poland. And um, he he decided to address a rumor which apparently is very <laughs> persistent. I heard about that. That he's a clone. <laughs> so <laughs> he oh went out God. of his way to assure the public listening that he is, in fact, not a clone. Somebody said that's exactly what Which, a clone would say. <laughs> exactly. Some headline was like, isn't that what a clone would say? <laughs> so according to the rumor, when he was on his extended medical leave in the UK, mm-hmm. he actually died Oh, and was replaced by a clone called... Jibril. The cool <laughs> <That's> name. <laughs> <a name. laughs> My goodness. And apparently this, this rumor has been so persistent that mm. he's been forced to address it. Mm. And um, he wants to assure everyone categorically <laughs> that he's with not vim. a clone. With, with ultimate vim. That he's not a clone. And that his enemies will not succeed in convincing. So apparently somebody went out of the way to like uh, do an image reverse of one of his things because he's right-handed and so they did an image reverse and they're like, see, he's right with his left hand. It's a clone. It's Jibril. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Now, interestingly enough, there are quite a few famous people who 
are alleged to be clones. And oh. this is usually tied to il- the Illuminati, okay. right? So in most of these stories, a celebrity either died in an accident. It's Usually it's a car accident. I don't know why. That's the default. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they become difficult to control and the Illuminati kills them themselves <laughs> and replaces them with a clone. So some of the people who are allegedly clones right now, Beyonce, Eminem, Avril Lavigne, oh, wow. Megan Fox... Britney Spears, and of course, the most popular clone of the moment, Gucci Man. So everybody <laughs> is so convinced that it's not that the same Gucci that went into prison that came out of prison because and that his glow up has been too severe, so oh. severe, in fact, that it can't possibly be him and it is a clone. However, there are some actual real life precedents for, you know, le- popular figures using body doubles or clones. Right. Famously, Saddam Hussein is apparently it was apparently notorious oh. for frequently using body doubles because at mo- many points in his reign mm. he feared um getting, killed getting mm-hmm. assassinated. Mm-hmm. And so apparently people said that you could actually tell whether it was a real Saddam or a body double <laughs> based on how the security detail oh, were behaving. Oh, it's like usually if the security detail seemed very relaxed mm. and they're making jokes amongst themselves and stuff, yeah, not that. really, then you well, know Saddam's it's not the not real out. Saddam. But when they look stiff and tense and really on it, then mm. it's the real person. So there you are. But just, yeah. Buhari says he's not a yeah. clone. Please, you guys, yeah. leave him alone. It's not Jabril, okay? <laughs> Does he want to run again? I wonder. No. Yes! <gasps> he's campaigning, sis. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Isn't he too old and too sick He's 76 to be... or whatever, which what I guess... What does he want? What? What You're not well. Want? Half the time, you weren't even present. Like, you were gone for... How many months was he gone? Months. Roaming months. ambassador. Uh, It's like people don't know when to go and relax. And he's been an utter disappointment. I remember Mm. being so hopeful that things would turn around with him when he got elected. And the are not happy with their president. Absolutely not. Because it's almost like, what president? He's been so absent. He's been absent, yeah. He's not Mm. done much. So anyway, that's my (laughs) two-piece. That's a good one. Clones, clones about. Okay, and with that, we're at two passwords. Mm-hmm. My two passwords. Pla- <laughs> 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 My two passwords today is on conflict avoiders. So, I think that conflicts are a healthy part of life and relationship because you cannot, at the end of the day, you can't agree with everybody. You're mm-hmm. bound to have a disagreement with with people, even your siblings, everybody, work, whoever. You're, you're, you're bound to disagree with them at some point. There are, however, people who avoid conflict at all costs. And when this happens, um, what they do is that they use other tactics to avoid the issue at hand. And I know for the most part that avoiding conflict um, over trivial issues is it's reasonable because it seems more peaceful to avoid conflicts. But at the end of the day, when you... Uh, when you try to avoid major conflicts, what you do is you push matters under the rug, mm-hmm. and at some point, that rug cannot conceal these things anymore. So you're actually not solving the problem, you're hiding the problem. Mm. When people in relationships tell me that they and their partners or they and their spouses have never had an argument or a conflict, for me, my ears go up immediately. Because it means someone is it's being not, completely insincere. Absolutely. Because how is that possible? 
the absence of conflict doesn't mean that your relationship is perfect, mm-hmm. right? is it? It more likely means that one partner is stomaching all the things or one partner is overly compromised. Mm. And at some point, it's going to go boom. boom. And it's not healthy. Now, during conflict avoidance, the offending party will usually ignore the problem or divert divert to something else or just shut down. Personally, I think shutting down is the worst form of conflict avoidance. Because even though the person might think that, okay, they're calming waters, in reality, they're just refusing to deal with the situation, Mm -hmm. you know? And then after tensions have cooled down, the problem is still there. You've cooled down, you're back to talking, but then the problem is still there and it's going to keep rearing its ugly head. Now, conflict avoiders also tend to be gunny suckers. I I saw this term only yesterday. Now, a gunny sucker is somebody who stores and accumulates grievances and hurts and all that negative stuff until one day, like we said, boom. So when you don't resolve things as you go along, you tend to hold on to them until at some point you you can't hold on to them anymore. And I don't think anybody actively goes into a relationship or situation saying that, oh, that's for me, I love conflict, you know. But, Except but, me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to fight. <laughs> but it's it's such an important part of human interaction. We sort of said, ah, me, I don't like conflict, so I'm just gonna shut down. I'm not gonna talk. But it's it's it, it's it's not. It does it doesn't really doesn't help you. You have to be able to resolve your conflicts, and I think conflict resolution can be cultivated by trying to be a conflict avoider. You may think you're being non-confrontational, but by being non-confrontational, you're actually being confrontational. Mm. Because you shut down, you give people the silent mm. treatment, and that can act I mean, that silent treatment can be a form of abuse, people. You're pun- you, what you're doing is you're punishing the person you claim to love by withdrawing and by being silent. By, by withdrawing your affection or right. the warmth towards them. Because, because ultimately some- you're angry. Yes. So mm-hmm. So you're saying that you have hurt my feelings, so I'm also going to shut down and be silent but and not show give you the opportunity to talk about Absolutely. it and resolve it. Absolutely. That's not it's, fair. It's not and it right. It festers. It festers. It does indeed. You know, because I remember even in school, even at, in, in the workplace, you're taught that conflict resolution is an important part of your of, of, of your job because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be there. Yes. It's not like it's not... It's, it's, not, it's different personalities, you know, different work styles, different to everything, happen. and so you, you need to address it. Absolutely. So you have to find a way to resolve your issues. I know this is like it's a learning curve for some people. Some people, they are, they, I mean, they're older now. They've always done it this way. But it's, it's, it's a bad, I think it's a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Try to avoid. It's unhealthy for it's both parties, really. It's absolutely unhealthy. It's not the way to go. So 2019, we're not being conflict avoiders. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. that's my two pairs. Wonderful. Thank <laughs> right. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, so jumping quickly into my two passwords, which is about being present in your reality. So Christmas is coming, or well, hell, Christmas is here, and with that, the year is about to end, and if you're like me, you always take a moment to take stock of your, of the year, and how many of your goals you've achieved, etc., etc., and if you're also like me, then you're already lamenting the fact that Another year has gone by and you're not a millionaire (laughs) and you're not married to Henry Cavill. Okay, that's my biggest issue this year, that Henry Cavill has not married me yet. (laughs) Henry, if you're listening. (laughs) Holla. (laughs) So, you know, I'm an A-type personality. I'm always making lists, making plans, making goals, Mm. making targets. And 
I get annoyed when I you don't, I'm not them. able to meet them. Mm. So I was whining to my friend Emma for, hey, Em. Hello. And she was like, <laughs> she said something really simple and semi-jokingly, but it actually really resonated with me. And mm. she's like, look, the life, 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 no, this is it all. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and what she meant by that is that we have a tendency to to delay gratification mm. or to say that when I finally get this or achieve this goal or, you know, attain this level of success, then I'll no, be living, mm. right? That when it is, whether it's the, your first car or your first home or your first degree or getting a mate and getting married mm. or having a child, for a lot of people, they say, okay, I won't finally be living until mm, I have, have this that. or mm. that, right? So you're constantly in a state of suspension. You're constantly in a state of waiting. Right. But the fact of the matter remains that there's a, a possibility that a lot of these things that we're aiming for, we might not ever achieve Even, or attain, yeah. mm. right? And because you're always in standby mode, you're actually missing the the life the, the actual yes. process of living, like, yeah. you've withdrawn yourself from it because you're like, oh, this is not it until mm. I get my first house in five years or whatever it is. True. So, you know, basically, this is back to the well-worn adage that life is not the destination, it's the journey, journey. you know. Mm. And so if you live as though it is a destination, then you can possibly find yourself at the end of your days wondering where but, your actual mm. life went because you never actually started True. living it because you were waiting for all these things. True. And some of them you never got. So you've decided that you didn't actually live yeah, life. Yeah, like you just wasted it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I also just read the other day that millennials, so millennials would be, I guess, you born in 1980 80. going, mm. are the brokerage generation. I saw that today, actually, I think. Due, yeah, due mm. to a number of factors, pardon mm. us, uh, due to a number of factors, you know, housing, increased housing uh, prices, a number, just a number, you know, economic, economic reasons and mm. so forth. So more than ever, a lot of the things that we saw as markers of success that our parents were able to do, let's say, you know, mm. get this mansion and have this business. Yeah. and Some of us will never actually get there. So it becomes more pertinent than ever today. Now, what I'm not saying at all that you shouldn't have goals and you shouldn't have, you need to set targets, personal targets for yourself mm. and personal goals and things like that and work to achieve them. But what you must also understand is that do never treat life as though it's a destination. And each day that passes is still 24 hours out of the finite time you have on this earth. So you have to cherish each day and respect it and find moments of joy in each day. Find Mm -hmm. micro successes in each day that you can celebrate and also and ultimately and above all remember to remain and to be present in your reality Beautiful. and that's what I love this. and i just wanted to add that because you actually don't know when you're going to die 
So if you're waiting mm-hmm. for that, you're like, what are you exactly? This one is even with the tomorrow, assumption you know? that you're getting to seventy-five and you can take stock of the. That's you might thing. not even get, get there. there, and then and then what? So you've been waiting for a car and you're not happy because you didn't have the car and you're just kind of drifting along, and then you get hit by a car, you know, and then, and then that's it, and it's over, and it's over. So, live, so live, yeah, live, be live present your in your reality. Be present in your reality. That's All right. beautiful. I okay. love it. <laughs> okay, shout outs. So they've got two shout outs. <laughs> the first one is to Marilyn Jan. Hi, so, Marilyn. Our two pieces, Responsiboring, put it <laughs> on the podcast and welcome. So, welcome to the family. Welcome to the fam. I love that she said that uh, our perspective is different from hers and she can appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank That's you. Beautiful. That's almost beautiful like what we want. Well, it's not almost, it's exactly mm, what. You know, people we wanted to, to I know, we're like, mm, these girls. Mm. But you're listening and you're like, if anybody's out there and it's like, hmm, mm. okay, mm-hmm. then that's a wonderful thing. So welcome to the family. Welcome, Marilyn. <laughs> Thank you, Responsible. And the second one is to uh, Don Droopy. Now, Don Droopy is a seafarer and he sent me a lovely message. Hi, Don Droopy. And he said the first thing that's, that, he, that he does when he gets to the port is to download the podcast. So that's all super, super duper awesome. amazing. Shout outs to you yes. as well. Thank you, Don Droopy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also have a shout out to one of our very active and very supportive 2P fam. Yes. And that is you, Saeed Buhari. Thank yes. you. We see all we see the you. retweets. We mm. see when you quote us and stuff and suggest things for us to talk about. And we just thank you for everything you've done and all the support you've given us, all the love you've shown. Mm. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. And to all the fam, of course, you know, we love you all. We, we see you, you, you know. We do, we do. <laughs> so that's it for thank this week, I think. Gosh, it's almost over. All right, brace yourselves. Episode 26 is coming. Not that anything special. I know, but right? just like, back it's, again. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right, all right bye. Then, bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description. 